Hey, Andrew. Yeah, Sam? Aren't you? Oh, man, I'm so excited about this week. Yeah, me too. Hell yeah. Uh, Tenet, what a film, man. Like, Christopher cool. Nolan, uh, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. Like, oh, so good. Elizabeth Debicki and Kevin Branagh coming in hot and fucking killing it, man. I'm just so excited to talk about this movie with you. I'm so excited to hear your takes. So excited to hear your theories. So excited to hear, hear how it goes. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, right now we're, you know, it's a spoiler, spoiler filled movie, but Andrew, please just like, please tell me I'm so excited for all your, for all your hot bits. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, where'd where'd you go? Are you there, bud? Friend? Are you there? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between. Welcome back. Welcome back. Did you like that? Did you like the bit? No, I didn't <laughs> like the bit. Uh, my name is Sam Bannigan, and I am Andrew Thomas. And this week we're talking about Tenet. Charlie Kaufman's 2020. <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, we're Sam just skipping over the. It. We're skipping over the uh, niceties this week. Okay, yeah, I see, completely. I see how it is. You skipped over my niceties. Um, <laughs> How are you, Sam? How was Tenet? Uh, How was I'm, risking your life for a movie? Well, I have a story. Um, I'm doing good. I'm a sleepy boy. I've been a sleepy boy for a couple days. I don't know why. I don't like being a sleepy boy. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's actually been like a pretty good week. I mean, I've been I've been feeling down, but like the week, the actual things that I did during the week were all pretty cool. Um. We we started our Stars Without Number campaign, uh, which was just a ten out of ten blast. Ten out of ten blast. Um. Yeah, uh, and yeah, me and my roommates we saw Tenet on Thursday. Um, we went to the movie theater. Uh, we were a little bit late. We missed like the first two three minutes of the movie. Um. But we walked into the theater, and there was nobody else there. <laughs> so it was just me and my two roommates at this one thirty showing of Tenet. And we were like, this is fucking perfect! <laughs> so we did not have to interact with anybody else uh, who was not constantly wearing a mask. Uh, so... Because that was the thing we were all sort of worried about. We were like, oh, yeah. we don't want to go see a sh- showing if there's like a bunch of other people, and blah, 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 blah. Um, but it worked out and we, and we were all alone and we got to watch uh, a really good film. I really enjoy Tenet. Uh, if you're in a place where you won't risk your life by going to see a movie, then I recommend it. Uh, otherwise just chill. Like it's not, you're not, you're not going to miss out on anything if you wait until you won't die seeing a movie. <laughs> Yeah. How was your week, Andrew? Eh, more of the same. Yeah. I I know I'm going to wear a full suit when when theaters open up over here. (laughs) Ooh-wee. I'm going to be dancing, walking down the street, snapping, whistling. (laughs) Birds will come come, uh, see me. It'll be great. Um, Chris Nolan, here I come. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing doing pretty pretty fine. Uh, I'm home alone. I, I've watched I've watched a lot of Scooby Doo. Oh, I've Hell watched yeah. a lot of uh, Charlie Coffin. Half the reason why I suggested it is cool. that I was like, "Ooh, Charlie Coffin's new movie! Hooray!" It works. So out. yeah, I watched pretty much all of his films this week, except for one. Uh, yeah, week, cool. Week's been cool. Ready to talk about this uh, this movie? Not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, let's do it. Charlie Coffins, twenty twenty. I'm thinking of ending things. We watched it. It's on Netflix. You should watch it, or could you should watch, watch it. it. Everyone, Sam, go watch this movie. Sam, what what do you think? Andrew, I truly, I do not know if I love or hate this movie. And I'm kind of hoping, you know, through this conversation, through this podcast, through this next hour of of hanging with with my good movie movie smart friend Andrew Thomas, uh, that's who, me who all who always comes in hot with the good takes and a lot of bad takes. If if we're if we're honest, uh, zero bad takes. <laughs> um. I'm hoping by the end of this podcast, I will be able to know if I love or hate this movie. I'll say this. Yeah. It's more confusing than Tenet. And Tenet is a very confusing film. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I got to say, 2020 has showed us a lot. It showed us, you know, the world will stop. Um, yeah, the movies were whatever. Oh, oh, okay. I thought I thought we were doing weird movies that came out this year, and then you went in the real direction. No, no, I'm going in the real direction. That okay. you know, so, uh, a lot of things are changing, and we're seeing that a lot of things will change and should change. But I will tell you, 2020 has not stopped one thing. That Andrew Thomas is in love with Oscar season. We're here, my boy. <laughs> we're here, my guy. <laughs> Halfway through this movie, I was like. Oh, it's Oscar season! <laughs> yes, right. um, September sixth, twenty twenty. Here we Oscar are. Oscar season. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I I dug this movie. Um. Yeah. I don't know if it's if its head is so far up its butt. Where I'm like, okay, bye bye. I, I I also don't know how to feel about this movie. I could, through talking about it with you, I could end up being like, yeah, this is the, one of the greatest movies to come out in the past five years. Or it could be like, that's the most pretentious thing. That's exactly I've where I'm seen. at. Like, like when it was done, I was like, do I? Where? I don't know. Is it is it pretentious or is it brilliant? No matter what, I don't know. I love the feeling of this movie. No matter what, yes, the vibe, the style, the cinematography, the direction, the the acting, everything about this movie is very good. But, but do I like it? You know what it reminds me of? Um, Andrew Garfield, uh, running around L.A. Uh, under the Silver Lake. Yes, it reminds me yeah. of that. 
not so much the content, just the the feeling. Yeah, um, it reminded me a lot of um, "Sorry to Bother You." Yeah, I get that. Like after it was done, I was like, "Do me and Andrew have our new Sorry to Bother You, the movie that we will think of for always <laughs> until the end times?" Yeah, Oof. which is in like two months, apparently. <laughs> Apparently, hope you're registered to vote around the world, no matter where you are. If it's a voting year for you or not, I Do hope it. you are registered vote. to vote. Um, I voted last year, so I gotta wait a while. Uh, <laughs> um, well, hop into this cast. Let's do it. Um, do we just want to talk about like the four main folk? Yeah. Cool. Four? Um, yeah, there's four. Well, there is also one other person. Spoilers. Ooh, we. Ooh, gee whiz boy, howdy. Um, the, the old guy? Spoilers all the way through. I'm telling you this right now. Yeah, the old guy. We, don't, mean, need to, to... we don't need to talk about him. I mean, he's cool. His name is Guy Boyd. He Guy Boyd, just just yeah. a shout out. I like a shout out. Uh, also, shout out to Colby Minifee. Minify Minifee. Uh, she's the uh, annoying neighbor in Jessica Jones. Ooh, who was in this film? Who was she in this film? She was the actress in the movie that he watched. Ah, yes, directed yeah. by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, which. That got a good hearty laugh out of me. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about uh, David Thewlis. Thewlis? A Lupin. Lupin. Remus Lupin. Also a million other things. Like every other movie. Like every movie for always. Um, oh, yeah. He was in Wonder Woman. He was in Wonder Woman. Wild. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's been in, uh, just scrolling through his IMDb page. Every movie to ever exist. If it's not a Marvel movie, he's in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, David Thewlis. How do, how do you feel about the David Thewlis? Um, with the exception of the lead actress, I know of the other... Uh, three actors very well. Um, so I feel confident in saying this is not an actor's movie. <laughs> the, like, the actors are there and they're good. I think Dave, David's great. But, like, I feel like I would want to put my head through a wall with some of the, the direction of this movie. Not saying that's <laughs> bad. It's quite on the contrary. <laughs> but, like, all right, I am annoyed why am i annoyed because you're annoyed i bet they got reasons while filming i i'm sure they did but yeah no he he he's good specifically talking about him all the parts that that kooky out of it dad that he plays towards the beginning really works um yeah and he's all and everyone everyone has a good goof in this movie a good, yeah, good hearty laugh for me. His little, his little sad 
like monologue thing about how much he used to love his wife was like a oh, goddamn. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I liked David Thewlis. Uh I think he's a I think he's a great actor. I enjoy him in like everything I've seen him in. And when he walked down the stairs, I was like, Oh hell yeah. Let's let's do it, David. Let's go. <laughs> Um, I I almost wish I didn't tell you about Tony Collette, so you can have been like, "Oh, hey, yeah." Um, uh, speaking of Tony Collette, uh, Tony Collette, uh, I love Tony Collette with with all my heart. She's just such an incredible actress. Uh, and yeah, much like David Thewlis, I was very excited when I knew she was in this movie, and uh, I'm I'm I quite enjoyed her her. Very strange performance. <laughs> That's the thing, man. It's not like Hereditary, where you can, like... It's clear why the performance is good, almost, or, like... It's easy to talk about the performance. It's yeah. easy to talk about it from an, an actor's point of view of someone who's performing. This, I'm like... Yeah, because she's a good actress, but like, I don't know, put someone else in when I say they're eating the scenery or they're chewing the scenery, as the phrase goes. Who knows, man? Like, who knows? Yeah, I think think they all do a a great job for the weird, like, I think as an actor, like, you kind of have to, each scene is like a different person. (laughs) Like, you can't have them be connected at all. They have to be different. And it's just, mm-hmm. or else, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like lesser actors wouldn't have done uh, as good of a job jumping between these like very different things. You know, I get that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and again, yeah, Tony Collette is is killed the game. The kooky uh, mom. Yeah, she has great kooky mom energy, and I'm I am your it. mother. Yeah, that's amazing. Who who who's who's up? Uh, let's talk about uh, the boy Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Back in 2013, we knew him as Meth Damon. Remember that, Meth Damon? I don't remember that. I I didn't really watch the show. Ah, uh, I hated it. I was like, he doesn't even look like Matt Damon. I see it, but come on. Was that the joke? Yeah, that was it, is that he was on Breaking Bad and he looked like Matt Damon, so people called him Meth Damon. Oh, I thought his character's name in the show was Damon. No, it was Todd. And that character did not do meth. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh, yes, I see that his character's name was Todd. Uh, yeah. Do you think he's... I really want him to play... I want to see him play... I mean, I'm sure he has... But in all the stuff that I've seen him in, other than, like, Vice, he's kind of always just been, like, a creepy dude. And I want him to not just be a creepy dude all the time. You just want him to be a regular guy? Just a regular guy! So he's creepy in Black I... Mirror. He's creepy in uh, Game Night. He's creepy in this. He's kind of creepy in The Irishman. Like, he's kind of just a creepy dude. Who is he in Black Mirror? 
Uh, USS Callister. He's like the yes, the Kirk guy. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was my introduction. Well, I guess I saw him in in Black in Breaking Bad, but I didn't really obsess over that show a whole lot. No, so I don't remember him a whole lot from that at all. Uh, what were we talking about? Jesse Plubbins? Yeah, that's what Jesse we were Plumbins. talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's. I also wish he played. He did play a, a, a creepy guy. I feel like in the right. Irishman, he's not that creepy. Yeah, but he's. I mean, he's still part of the mob and stuff, right? Yeah, still kind of seedy. There has to be something where he's not a, a, a jerk. I'm sure there is. Like, I mean, he's not really like a jerk in the post. He's in for a little bit. Um, like, he's been in a ton of stuff. I just haven't seen him in anything where he hasn't been yeah. kind of creepy, you know? Oh, he's in The Master. Yeah. He's in Spy Kids. Is he? Yeah, apparently he's in the first Spy Kids movie. Guess what I'm watching tonight? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> no he's no, he's you're the one who's cutting out. <laughs> um, he he's great in this in this movie. Um, at first, I was like, oh, he's just this quiet, creepy guy. Yeah, you're good at it, but I've seen it a million times before. And it wasn't until the end where I was like, oh, that was a very nuanced performance. It was, yeah. Huh. It was literally written for the screen by for, by Charlie Kaufman. I was like, oh, that was quite a nuanced performance then. <laughs> when, when, you, when you tell me that, when you told me that at the beginning. It, yeah, if you think of it that way. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he, he is good in this movie. Yeah, he does a great job. Um, and then let's talk about uh, Jesse Buckley. Two Jessies for the price of one. Hell yeah. That wouldn't have been confusing on set at all. <laughs> Especially in a movie like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is she in, mainly? Or famous for uh, we know her from uh, Chernobyl. I have not seen Chernobyl. You haven't seen Chernobyl? Nah, not yet. Stop the podcast. Go watch Chernobyl. What are you talking about? Is it, is it that good? You haven't seen Chernobyl? Nah. My guy. I watch do, because what? It came out last summer? Right? Uh... Yeah, toward the beginning of of last summer, because I watched like the first episode when I was still in New York. Mm. I know because we at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, "Ooh, what are shows I'm going to watch?" I was thinking about Chernobyl, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to watch it now. I don't no. want to see a government fail its people during a catastrophe. I kind of don't want to watch that right now." It's so good. It's so good. You gotta watch it. I will. It no. 
Like you gotta watch it. I will. I will watch it soon. I just don't want to watch it with you. I just don't want to watch it and be like, "There's no hope." We no, have the it, history it, it, of this. I don't. Well, it's also not your country. Um, but it's humans. Stupid people being stupid. Yeah, but it. It's just watch it. It's really good. Um. So then, I guess I I know her from Chernobyl. Um. She was in Doolittle earlier this year. I did see Doolittle, though. She's in that. Uh, She's in Judy. Does Um, she play young Judy? No, she plays someone named Rosalind Wilder. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Uh, She's in... A movie called Beast. Vanessa Hudgens. Is that Beast? Uh, uh, no. Uh, a different one. So it sounds like she's been almost famous for a while. She's been in... Yes! A bunch of bit parts. Yeah, well, she's the lead in, in Beast. She's the lead of Beast, okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, she's on she's on the newest season of uh of uh Fargo. Oh, so two Fargo people are in here. Uh yeah. Yeah, she's been in a she's been in a bunch of stuff this year. Uh uh Doolittle Ironbark and Misbehavior. I don't know either of those things, but Oh, she was in Taboo. If you ever watched Taboo? Nah. FX show? No? Okay. Oh, with Tom Hardy? Yeah. I got that and Peaky Blinders mixed up and uh, Pity Dreadful mixed up. <laughs> All the Constantly. time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, she was great. <laughs> she was, she was, I will say what I said uh, earlier about the actors, how it must have been difficult. It's kind of hard to talk about them. I found it with those three. But with her, she was on fire the entire time. The entire time, yeah, she I was, was like, ooh-wee. She was straight killing it. Uh, also, apparently, she's Irish, which... Goddamn, she did a great job with that dialect. Uh, yeah, I really liked her. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that she's popped up on my radar. Now I can go watch her on in more things. Yeah, no, she is... Uh... She's really good. It's. I feel like I don't agree with what about what I'm about to say. Not at all. I do not agree with it. But I can why, assume. Why are you saying it? I mean, because to me, this movie, this movie reminds me of a lot of things, but okay. also it does remind me of Mother, and watching her, it was the first time where I was like. I get what Sam is saying about Jennifer Lawrence and mother. I was like, I get, I can wrap my brain around it. I get it. Yes. <laughs> A full story arc for you right there. Yes. F one story arc. A <laughs> hundred and like 40 episodes later. I still don't agree with you. I think she, I think Jennifer Lawrence slaps in that movie. You can put that oh, on she, my, oh. <laughs> you can say that at my funeral. Um, Never mind. It's not as much of a victory as I thought. But 
I, I we'll get there. It was watching this where I was like, I get what he means. Um, what about it's you? Almost like it's almost like putting good actresses in in these roles makes the movie really good. Yeah, like Not. Mother. Nope, not like Mother. Exactly like Mother. Mother is is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I, yeah, I love Jessie Buckley in this movie. I thought she did such a good job. Um, And, yeah, it it was, it was just really good. Like, she just did a really good job. I don't really know what what to do, what to say about it, man. Like, it's just good. Um, that model. Like, I, like. Like, I would nominate her for an Oscar. Yeah, she is that good. She is really good. Really good. Um, that monologue at the end that she gives to the uh, to the janitor. Oh, is, so good. Yeah. The poem that she reads in the car. Yes, that was also incredible. I wish... I know I, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I wish I saw this in a theater. Mainly not even for, like, big screen. Not even for that. I just paused this movie so much. And for a long time. At first, I paused it to make something to eat. Then I paused it because I got a phone call. Then I paused it because I had to go to the bathroom. And uh, I just... I definitely want to rewatch it. That's your own fault. I, I didn't pause it ever. That's not I paused my- it once. I paused it once because my roommate got home and we like had a quick chat and then I, and then he left and I went back to watching it. Two of those three things aren't my fault. Me making something to eat. That is my fault. That's I'll, your fault. I'll say that. That's, that's on yeah, me. That's Especially on at the beginning of the movie. That's on me. That's on you. <laughs> Could have yeah, made you food, have. then start it. But no. Yeah. I started it, then paused it, then made food. When you say the it worst, out loud. The worst order. <laughs> When Mr. you say it out loud, you realize it is the worst. Mister, I want to preserve the the fucking cinema experience. I, hey, I, I'm calling myself out. That's what <laughs> this is. So whenever I call you out, you can't be like, would you say it for yourself? I'd be like, yes, I would. Because I speak for the cinema. Um, <laughs> Andrew Thomas, speaker for the cinema. Uh yeah, she she was great. I did wish I saw this uh, in a theater, or at least not have those bursts. When you said the poem, I was like, the "Poem? Yeah, 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 yeah." I remember now. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. Do you want to talk about Charlie Cough? Oh yes, that cough man. Excuse the coughing my cough man. man. Ooh, <laughs> you get you get put in jail for that nowadays. In your country, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, Charlie Kaufman, uh, director of Synecdoche. 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 No, I can't say it. I I watched it. Synecdoche, New York. How and Why. Anomalisa. Anomalisa? Anomalisa, And I'm thinking of ending things. Writer of uh, being John Mal- Malkovich, uh, Human Nature, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, a lot of mind, well, two mind ones back to back, and like the Dana Carvey show back in the 90s. Yeah. Everyone has to get their start somewhere. 
Um, I just think that's a that's a wild that's a wild one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Funny thing, I watched Synecdoche, New York, yesterday, and right after yeah. the movie, I just looked up how to pronounce it so I could say it on the podcast. <laughs> and then when you were stumbling, I was like, "Here, here I come." It was a big Charlie Brown. Amazing. Uh, I, I saw eternal sunshine like 10 years ago. I don't remember anything about it. Um, And I haven't seen any of his other films directed or written. Well, I, I suggest some of them. I think you would like, I think you would like a lot of them. If not all of them. All right. Yeah. Um I think he 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 he's one of those few people where I'm like, yeah, he's one of the last artists left. Him and goddamn Tom Hooper. Yeah. Apparently. There's Trash. a few others. If I really racked my brain, I'd be like, yeah, you're not just making things for someone to watch for someone to put on then pause it to cook food um yeah it he for yeah i i love him uh eternal sunshine's one of my favorite movies that was my first introduction into charlie kaufman um he really gets emotion and like i feel like eternal sunshine cute you feel heartbreak like through just the way the colors are, the way it's directed, the way it's everything. You just understand what heartbreak is. Um, it's uh, with B. John Malkovich. It's identifying yourself. What is yourself figuring that out? It, it, he plays with these big, big ideas. They makes it small. And yet somehow again, he makes it big. Um, much like with this movie, which is, I feel like is regret. Give me a month. I might change it, but I feel like it's regret and the idea of, of wasting your life and in aspects that you don't think about. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think for someone to talk about something so big and to make it so relatable, so funny, so kooky is a, Master talent. What did you think of the writing and direction in this movie, Sam? Uh, so this is a, uh, an adaptation of a book by uh, Ian Reid. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a Canadian author, apparently, which I found out because I had to look up the goddamn... Wikip- I had to look at the Wikipedia to see, like, what the fuck happened? What's the, what is this? Uh, and I found out some interesting things. Uh, one, I found out that I really want to read the book. Uh, two... The movie and the book are very similar, but also very different. Um, uh, do you want me to tell you? About the book? Yeah. No, because I also want to read it. Okay. <laughs> I also looked at the Wikipedia page and I saw that they were the same but different. And I was like, all right, in the cart right now. <laughs> then I guess... I for the sake of podcast, no, tell tell me, tell me, we can do it. Uh, so the book, the book is still from the perspective of the young woman who is nameless, um, 
in both the film and the and the book. Um, but as it goes on, you sort of, I mean, and as the movie goes on, you sort of realize that it's actually not her perspective. Like, it's you're in her perspective, but it's actually Jake's um, memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book, it's actually, like, journals that he wrote. Um, and, and and how that's why all these, like, weird memory things are, like, are happening. And I was, like, very confused, like, the whole time. Uh, but yeah, so so I guess something horrible happened, and and he ended up a janitor uh, at this school, um, uh, and some and some wild shit goes down. Um, the I, but speaking to Charlie Kaufman and Charlie Kaufman's adaptation, I think he did a really good job. Uh, I quite, I think I really liked the script. Um. I had no issues with like any of the dialogue. I thought that all worked. Um, I didn't even have any issues with the direction. Like I thought it was really well done. I liked the like, oh yeah, we're like doing a close up and then we cut back and then like the room is different and she's wearing different clothes and like I liked how it all sort of pieced together. Um, yeah, I I I think we're gonna get into like the bigger what is this movie about just 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 now. So I don't want to go into all that quite yet. Um, yeah. but just speaking to <laughs> writing and direction, I think Charlie Kaufman did a good job and I have, I mean, I remember liking Eternal Sunshine, but I, I cannot remember it at all. Would you want to revisit Eternal Sunshine or watch any of his other films? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Like I've, I've always wanted to watch being John Malkovich cause I love John Malkovich and I was like, Oh, that sounds like a weird movie. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I've like I've always wanted to rewatch Eternal Sunshine, but I just haven't been like I want to watch a movie about a, a really sad heartbreak. Yeah, you know, like I've never I haven't really been in the mood for that, especially recently. I was actually really worried about this movie because I didn't know anything about it other than the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was fully prepared to like after I was done watching it, uh, if it was about because I thought it was about suicide. Mm-hmm. I was fully prepared to be like, Andrew, I can't do this movie. And just like, we're doing something else this week. That I was, was, yeah. I was very worried because uh, I've been in a in a rough spot for like a month. And I was like, I can't do a movie about depression right now. I just can't. Uh, so I was happy when I watched like the little trailer that played the little preview that Netflix plays. And I was like, oh, okay, it's not. It's about a, it's about other stuff. I'm good. <laughs> I, I read up on it just in case. I just skimmed through it. I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Amazing. Dude. Dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I had, again, like everything about this movie is really good, but I don't know if I like the movie. What is it? What makes you hesitant? I think it's because I... I... I find surrealism like a a difficult thing to parse sometimes like i get it like i well i don't get it but like i get why you do it and i get i love using surrealist aspects in film i think that works really well um so like some of these things were like i was like oh man i love like the whole house sequence i was like this is amazing like i was like this is so cool walking in out of different rooms and like time is like jumping around and like i was like very into that um aspect but then like it just kept going and i was like 
I just kind of got my brain just like got really muddy and I was just like, what's going on? Why is there a dream ballet happening? What what's happening right now? Like what in the world? And then like Jesse Buckley comes in and like does a great monologue. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then but then I'm just lost again. And and I don't. I don't want to have to like rewatch this movie like three times to like get it, you know. I get you know? that. Yeah, 100%. That like after I watched Tenet, I was like, "Oh, I want to watch that again knowing what I know now so that I can like, you know, piece it together in a different mm-hmm. way." I don't think I would be able to do that with this movie. I don't think I have more information at the end than I do at the beginning. Like <laughs> I'm just going to be lost every time. I feel like because at first I was like, oh, yeah, this is a film about, you know, no matter if you are the worst man to walk on earth or you're the best ally, every man has caused women to suffer. All right, great. Just by things that our culture, you know, perpetuates or or feeds into. Okay, all right, I can vibe with you, Charlie. And then at the end, when he's singing the song from Oklahoma, I was like, oh, wait, this is about him. Oh, wait. He, he, he's sad. He, he's in a loveless marriage. Did he meet her? Are they together? Is it relationships are hard? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And, and not, and that not knowing is not a not knowing that's a very confusing sentence. The not knowing is is not a not knowing that I want to keep not knowing. <coughs> you made me turn into Idris Elba. Jeez. <laughs> what the... I wish I could say, I get what you mean. I, I have no idea what you... The not, so you not knowing anything. You don't like that feeling. So you don't think it's you're going to come back to the film? Yeah, that feeling is not a feeling that I want to have again and again every time I watch this movie. Mm. And I don't... Like, I'll probably watch this movie again at some point. Yeah. Like, it's good. I like the performances. I like the direction. But it's unlike, like, an, an uh, a Tenet or an Inception or, I'm I mean, Nolan movies like the prestige or, or fight club or the usual suspects or planet of the apes or anything like those not knowings are, are really fun. Cause you don't know the first time and then, you know, at the end and then you can rewatch the movie and be like, Oh man, look at all these things that are happening that now that I have the, all the, all the information I can come back to and know all the things mm-hmm. this movie at the end, I didn't feel like I had, a whole lot more information about what the what the thing what the thing of the movie was that I could go back and watch it again and be like, oh, I see all the things that are happening now because I was just so lost the whole time. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, so this is why I'm still sort of like on the fence of like, do I love it? Do I hate it? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I just because like regret, I think is probably what it's about. Mm-hmm. 
I was, there's also a lot of stuff that was really confusing. Like the girl at the, at the Dairy Queen thing that was like, you don't have to go forward in time. And I was like, what? We're talking about time now? What's going on? I Do you think it's like he's in a relationship and everything that she's saying, he thinks she's saying. So it's that no, that feeling of like, oh, she's going to break up with me. This sucks. This, this, this is a horrible feeling. And it was that moment in his head where he was like, I can just say, hey, things aren't working out. I'm sorry. I think, you know, we should split up. And it was him reminding himself through the, the, the ice cream worker. Is it that? I don't think so uh, because of stuff in the book that I read about on Wikipedia. Mm. And I don't know how much spoilers you, Andrew Thomas, want. I mean, for that. For the podcast, pour, pour, it, all, pour it all on me, baby. So in the book, uh, you're reading journals. He, they never went on a date, they never met. Um, he puts his phone number in her bag at the bar uh, and then never hears from her ever again. Like they just, they're not dating. They were never dating. That's why her name keeps changing. That's why she doesn't have a name. That's why, you know, what she does keeps kind of changing. And like, like all the details of her life keep changing because like he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything about her. Kind of, kind of pisses me off because I wrote a goddamn movie all about this. Fucking, you see someone, you fall in love, and they fucking leave you forever. Goddamn, Charlie Kaufman and Ian Glenn, pieces of shit. Ian Reed, sorry. Ian Reed, who's Ian Glenn? That's someone. I don't know. Uh, I think is that the guy on Game of Thrones? Ian Glenn, uh, isn't he? What's his nuts? The guy who's in love with Amelia Clark. Oh, maybe. It's Ian something. It might be Ian Glenn. He's also Batman. Yes, Ian Glenn. It was exactly the guy who I said it was. Or he's going to play Batman. It's something. He's going to be Batman on one of the DC DC shows. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was Jorah Mormont on, on the thing. Uh, Ian Reed is, is the writer. Of, of the film of the book, mm. <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. With what? What are some surreal films that you that really get you going or really turn you off? Uh, I mean, sorry to bother you is is surreal in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not quite to the level of. Of any of the Kaufmans. Yeah. I don't know if I've really seen a whole lot of movies that are that are super surreal. If I'm if I'm honest. Mm. David Lynch and Eddie David Lynch. No. <clears throat> I've watched like the first three episodes of Twin Peaks and I was like, this is really good, and then I stopped. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everyone does that. I feel like the diehard fans of Twin Peaks 
do that. They're like, yeah, when I first I watched it, I loved I it. I was like, this is great. Is Wet Hot American Summer surreal? I feel like that's kind of a surreal film. I would, I would. It's a parody. That's what I would say. Uh, but, yeah, I guess it's more parody than. I mean, in the TV show, there's a talking can of beans. So I don't. Know. Who like comes from space? It's wild. Wet Hot American Summer is a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I've really seen a whole lot of surreal films. What about you? Do you do you got like a, a list? Ooh. Well, a movie that I saw, Synecdoche, New York, actually, kind of broke me last night. I was like, good God, what is this movie? Um, (laughs) It's also very hard to explain. It's a lot. It makes sense that that guy made this movie. Um, Like, imagine Synecdoche, New York is, is this movie. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things, but imagine it being ten times more dense, just in like content and story and metaphors. That's Synecdoche, New York. Okay, so um, don't watch Synecdoche. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, I feel like it ended. I was like, I feel like Sam would really like this. It's long. It is long. Yeah. Um, it's like. Two and a half, I think. Uh, it's only ten minutes longer than this one. <laughs> um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, is it? Oh, I love, I love Phil Soy Ho- Horfman. Maybe. <laughs> Say that one more time. <laughs> Phil even... Soy Horfman. <laughs> I thought my brain broke. No, I was doing a. I was doing a. a fucking. Oh, hello, joke. Ah, yes. Phil Soy Horfman. Um, it might be his best performance. Oh. I don't Yeah. Um, Mulholland Drive. I remember seeing that really young and just kind of <laughs> messed me up. You know a movie I wish was more surreal? What? At Eternity's Gate. Yeah. I wish that movie got weirder than it did. Well, your favorite movie of last year was uh, pretty surreal. Or one of, I should say, uh, The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah, The Lighthouse. That's, ooh, baby, that's a good one. Ah, surrealism. That's probably my favorite surreal movie, then, The Lighthouse. Um, I got Lighthouse art on my wall right now. Fucking love that movie. Have you seen any of the the memes where it's the lighthouse, but there's SpongeBob uh, sound effects? <laughs> so like they're walking, and you hear like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw the edit where someone colored in that shot of Robert Pattinson like he was Paddington. Yeah, that's good. It's <laughs> uh, fun. And uh, Robert, Robert Paddington. Did I? I'm not sure if you did. I think I might have steamrolled all over it. Did you say what you thought this movie was about? No, because uh, I don't really have an answer. I feel like regret is a good one. Uh, some kind of longing, some kind of of loneliness, maybe. I 
I was so lost by this movie. I think I liked it. I don't know if I loved it. I think I liked it. Because you like the feeling. You like the actors, the dialogue. Yeah. That yeah, snow Everything looked. about this movie really got me. It, like, it really was like, oh, man. Like, uh, a director I had at the Academy um, when we were doing Unity 1918 said, like, theater should do what theater can do and films should do what films can do. And this, I think, is like a prime... This and a couple other movies, like, honestly, Tenet are, are like... That's what movies can do. Like, movies can do this thing really well. They can do this weird, surreal costume changes and, and like, aging effects and, and all this stuff super well. That's what that's what movies can do. I think maybe the Dream Ballet was the thing that kind of messed it up for me. I think without if there if that sequence had been a little different, if it wasn't a dream ballet, I would have been like, I think I might have liked this movie a bit more because that felt like a really weird like climactic moment. I get that for your movie to have. Have you seen Oklahoma? No. Um, <clears throat> there's, I forget what it's called, but there's a dream sequence in that. And I'm pretty sure the dance is ripped completely from Oklahoma. <clears throat> it's about two guys. <laughs> oh, geez. I said that to Sam and I saw him completely hate this movie. I My saw him is- completely <laughs> flip and go, oh, oh, this movie just sucks then. All right, great. Cool. That Honestly, if that's true, it might make this movie a bit too pretentious for, for me. I think it. I think that might have tipped it. If that is true, and I don't know if it is, maybe it's not. Um, then that might tip it. But why? Into, why into pretension? What about that is pretension? Because then it ha- because then you have a climax that has nothing to do with the rest of your movie, and I'm like, I guess that's surrealism. But like, fuck it, man. I'm not into that. That's not because I thought like when it started, I was like, okay, this is like a weird dream ballet. This is cool. <laughs> About, like, maybe, you know, a potential life that they had together or whatever. Uh, or maybe this event actually happened because I didn't, I hadn't read the Wikipedia thing, so I didn't Ooh, know if they yeah. were actually together or not. So I was like, maybe this actually happened. And, like, this is the thing that we're sort of working through was like they got lost and they ended up at this high school and she was raped by this guy and, like, all this stuff. And maybe that's the story that this is. And maybe that's where this this all lands and then it kind of kept going and then there was the oklahoma sequence at the end and i was like what's going what's happening this is weird and then the old guy in the truck like getting naked and i was like oh what's oh, <laughs> when i when the movie first ended i actually thought that this movie was about dementia Ooh, i can it was see about that. A, was about jake's character as an old man with dementia just kind of like mixing up details from his life as he's as he's remembering things and like getting bits and pieces scrambled together so that it ends up in this weird mishmash of memory um that that we see but if that sequence is just from oklahoma then like well i feel i don't know and I also have an issue. Not an issue, but... And what was the weird cartoon pig? Man, the end of this movie is weird. Yeah, I mean, why is the dog shaking? 
<laughs> um, See that that I think was just like a weird. That's when that like oh that's everything before like the school pretty everything before the dream ballet. I think really really works for me, and then the dream ballet onward doesn't work as well for me. This is why I love Welcome Back because we're we're so different. I if, if 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 we're breaking it down like that, I'm on the other side. I'm really? like the ending is where I'm like, oh we yes please get me. And then the beginning, I was like, what is this? What is this pretentious <laughs> doll? Oh, I get yeah, it. It's you... hard to meet people for the first time. We all feel it this way, Charlie. Um... <laughs> yeah, but you're you like you love when shit gets really weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is true. I like, enjoy that's it. Andrew. Th- like that's Andrew Thomas's fucking bread and butter. If I had sunglasses just for you, I would have. Put it on and said, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm a freak." <laughs> uh, uh, damn. Yeah. I, so I think I love most of this movie, and I mm-hmm. dislike some of this movie. You? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You know. Yeah. 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 I like really everything. I, the end sequence, much like "Sorry to Bother You," from the time we see the horse cock. To the end, it doesn't super work for me. But everything before that might be the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I get that. Because at one point, it's just like, uh, are you trying to say something? Or are you just saying, are you just being weird for the sake of being weird? Yeah. I get that. That's very much where I'm at. And I totally get it if you're on the other side of that coin. But, like, that's... Yeah. I Yeah. For... What I was going to say uh, earlier was, I I don't want to say issue, but I do have questions when there's a piece of art, movie, TV show, play, whatever, and they're talking about another movie, TV show, or art, and they're playing on themes with that. At first, yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool, awesome, that's art, building upon art, yeah. excellent. What about the people who haven't seen Oklahoma? <laughs> like Sam Bannigan over here. Because when the dance happened, that's when I was like, oh, okay. I think I get it. I don't want to say I got it because who really? knows? Who knows, who knows if I got it? Um, but I was like, all right, you're playing with these themes and this idea. And, like, that's cool, but, yeah, if, if you haven't seen Oklahoma, so in the middle of this movie there's a dance scene and you're not supposed to think, oh, yeah, at the beginning of the second act there's this weird ballet in Oklahoma that's about the main character choosing these two guys when these two guys assaulting her and then her having to do, okay, all right, okay, I get it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's good or bad. Just that that line of thinking, that line of making art in that vein. Yeah, I mean, I liked it in uh, in Watchmen. I thought their use of Oklahoma, again, really worked. Because you didn't need to really know the themes and the story of Oklahoma. It was just like, yeah. this is a thing that's part of the culture and we all get it. And I'm like, cool, I, I'm with you. Um, 
I even liked the conversation early on in this movie when they were talking about movies. I was like, okay, this is cool. Let's hear Charlie Kaufman's take on modern cinema. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Um, but yeah, as it, I, yeah. If that is from Oklahoma, I hate, don't like this movie. If it's not, I'm okay with this movie. <laughs> Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Do you have anything? Any other questions? Um, definitely check out being John Malkovich. A hundred percent. I've said this about another thing, and I was right about it, but this is like an arrival recommendation. This is like, okay. I know Sam Bannigan will like this movie. Okay. Um. Speaking of recommendations, how's that? Uh, how's that Adventure Zone going, bud? Listen, buddy. So we we're supposed to be recording that episode today. Listen, buddy. Listen, listen. I have made it to the second arc. Great. <laughs> okay. I've made it to the second arc. I'm like halfway done. I'm, I'm I knew you were not going to be done, so I slowed down. Thanks, bud. Thanks, thanks, no bud. Problem. No problem. I do. I, do. I, I love count on you. Adventures in, bro. I'm um, waiting. I because I feel it too. That's the weird thing. It's like Avatar, where I'm like, I know, I know. I just have to just hold on for like maybe even five more episodes, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm invested. I'm great. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it. I pedal, believe it. Pedals to pedals to the metal is really the. Is like that's when it that's when it can really the kick off achievement. Yeah, I mean, I love Murder on the Rockport Limited. I think it's really fun, mm-hmm. um, especially towards the end. You get a lot of really goofy, goofy stuff that that I love. Um, but like once that's done, you get like the lunar interlude that's great, and then Pedals to the Metal is just like it just flies and it's amazing. Uh, anyway, my name is Sam Bannigan. <laughs> and I am Andrew Thomas. Uh, this has been the Welcome Back Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all the different social medias that we use. Uh, you can join Lennox Studios in producing us over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Welcome Back Pod for as little as five bucks a month. Yeah, uh, you yeah, can get, yeah. Uh, a bonus episode every month. Uh, we did five goofy ones and then one where we made Andrew's character for the Stars Without Number game that we're doing. And they're all um, great. They're all very fun. I highly recommend uh, July and August especially. Those two were, were rip-roaring. Or, sorry, June and July. Uh, they were rip-roaring good times. Um, those were those were some of my favorites. Uh, In an alternate universe, our June one is not good. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> alternate universe in an alternate universe <laughs> that one is so horrible for a lot of reasons <laughs> but we re-recorded it and it was fine it was great. um <laughs> <laughs> we were we were annoyed boys andrew was yeah. a sad drug boy but... that, was a, that was a rough that was a rough recording but it disappeared so we don't have to worry about yeah. it yeah um well recorded well recording what are you talking about uh, but yeah, June and July are great. Uh, you can uh, support the show financially over on Patreon if you can. Uh, if you don't, if you don't got that spare five bucks, that's totally fair. Totally get it. It's a weird time, uh, as every company in the world is saying. These are hard, unprecedented times we're in, uh, but we're here for you. 
That's from Goodyear. Good Goodyear tires. Um, <laughs> Andrew gave me the slightest smirk at that joke, and I was very proud. <laughs> um, no, no, it was. <laughs> I'm glad you could read my face. It was. Uh, yeah, no, that's funny. Don't 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 have me not ruffling right now. Confusion yeah. with me not thinking it's funny. That no, oh, look is also like. Good I God. was very. <laughs> I was very. Uh, I was very proud when when you gave me that little look. Um, <sighs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> uh we totally get it uh you can support us uh by like following us on all the social medias by liking the track on soundcloud and spotify and reviewing us on all the different things uh that helps out the show like just just as much if not way more than our patreon um so so that that's a really really great and and easy way to help out uh your boys um and I'm sure Andrew has a suggestion as well. He he usually has something. I made cookies. And, you know, I made it because, you know, everyone enjoys a good co- co- cookie. You know, it, is that how you say it? Co- cookie? Have I been saying it wrong these, these, this whole time? Oh, I guess I have been. Jeez. Sam? Yes? I'm so confused. Can you just end the goddamn episode? Can you just do your thing that you do? Tell your friends. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Because you know how this movie, like, things just happen for no reason? (laughs) Like, you know, that was, that was the, tell your friends, you know, don't be like me. Don't do it for no reason. Do it for a reason. Tell your friends. Tell your buddy. Tell your pals. Tell the goons. I don't I don't have an end for this episode. How are we supposed to end this one? Oh what a beautiful morning. Oh what a beautiful day. Come on, Sam. I oh, got no. a wonderful feeling. Every uh, every everything is go is going. Everything is going. Come on, I know you know it. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. <laughs> is that it? Is that how it ends? Is that how Oklahoma starts? Yes. Okay. Great.